Hey everyone, and welcome to the Storm Is Here podcast on Spotify, which used to be Anchor FM, but is no longer. I believe it's still called Anchor FM, uh, but uh, I'm really not too sure about that. Actually, I did see the Spotify logos on the website. Anyways, um, you can find us on there on Spotify or the old Anchor FM. Uh, we're also on YouTube under the same name, Storm Is Here. And today's video, I, I want to focus on the year in review. I know I'm uh, three days late. I did one last year, uh, but I had to do this one for this year because this year has been um, historic. Okay, something that we've uh, never seen. The things that happened to us this year ha have never happened in our lifetimes, in anyone's lifetime. Uh, probably the last time that something uh, of this um, sort happened was back in the early 1900s with the Spanish flu. So I'm going to go uh, in a timeline. I'm going to try to keep it in order of the events that I felt had the most and the major impact on society. So we're going to start with the first one. This is out of ABC News. I'm not going to read the whole thing here because I don't want to bore you with all the details. But this is essentially the start of the coronavirus and it's the, the headline is Timeline, How Coronavirus Got Started. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of how it got started. I'll, I'll, I'll briefly talk about it. The coronavirus outbreak, which began in Wuhan, China in December, has expanded to touch every corner of the globe. Millions of people around the world have been sickened and hundreds of thousands of others have died. The World Health Organization has declared the virus a global health emergency and rated COVID-19 a uh, global risk of spread and impact as very high. The most serious designation the organization gives. Again, this, this is very, I don't want to say the word groundbreaking because this has uh, affected a lot of lives in a, in a very negative way. Uh, here's a timeline. And again, I'm not going to go through the timeline. I will say that on the December 31st, 2019, the World Health Organization says uh, mysterious pneumonia sickened dozens in China. Health authorities in China confirmed dozens of people in Wuhan, China, are being treated for pneumonia from an unknown source. Many of those sickened had, uh, had visited a live animal market in Wuhan, but authorities say there is no evidence of the virus spreading from person to person. Now, the first person that did get diagnosed with COVID-19, uh, they did do a, a, they did have a link. A direct link between the live market and the man uh, but again it's uh, it can't be proven even though you went to the live market doesn't necessarily mean that you got the coronavirus there now it you know the ABC ABC news and a lot of mainstream news outlets um, are saying that it started in China now there's a lot of controversy uh, behind that and again you can watch some of the videos by dr. Butard and dr. Uh, Judy Mikovits they have a different opinion about the whole situation but there was um, an outbreak of something that happened in an old age home in the United States. Uh, reports of pneumonia and a few people dying. And that happened in, in 2019 of July. Okay. Uh, also, uh, the World Health Organization did declare a lockdown. A, a, they they uh, announced a state of emergency. And of, of course, a lot of countries did go into lockdown, including the states, including Canada. China was the first one, and they had a very rigid type uh, lockdown. Nobody was allowed on the streets. Uh, anybody diagnosed within a house, if they found out, they would, you know, drag them out of the apartment, kicking and screaming. Uh, 
Um, and then, of course, uh, Italy was another big story. Italy had a lot of uh, diagnosis, a diagnosis, uh, a lot of coronavirus, a lot of um, diagnosis, especially in the north of Italy. And then, of course, the country announced that, that it was going to lock down. And actually, they didn't even want people leaving the province. Same thing happening here in Canada. Um, it started with one province. Then eventually all provinces decided, okay, we're going to lock this down. Uh, the states was a little bit different. The states, uh, Donald Trump did recommend people to stay home. But I believe 30 out of the 50 states uh, did decide to do a lockdown. Now, out of all the countries in the world that locked down, the only one and they currently aren't locked down uh, is Sweden. So Sweden decided not to lock down its country and it decided to um, go about their business as usual. Now let's talk about the economic uh, uh, downfall of it because again, uh, with the lockdowns of provinces and the states, they also did lock down non-essential stores and the impact that it had on the economy. Now the economy, in especially in America, has never really recovered fully uh, since the 2008 financial subprime mortgage meltdown. And, uh, and of course, the with that said, the, the economy was fragile to begin with. And, of course, with the lockdown and, and the closure of non-essential stores, it had some serious economic downfall. All right. Let's talk about that in the next article here. This is out of the conversation. Headline is, Economic Effects of Coronavirus Lockdowns Are Staggering that health recovery must be prioritized. In all my years as an economist, I have never seen a graph like the one below. It shows unemployment claims in the U.S. observed the spike for the week ending March 21st, the global financial crises, the dot-com crash, the Black Monday, oil price shocks, 9-11. None of these historic shocks are even visible in the graph. So again, the unprecedented times, none ever, never seen in history. The spike in unemployment claims uh, is the proverbial canary in the gold mine. Uh, we should expect a swath of bad economic numbers of, uh, coming down the pipeline. The head of the St. Louis uh, Fed expects a 30% unemployment rate and a 50% drop in U.S. GDP by summer. More importantly, as the health crisis and the crest and crest at different times in different parts of the world. The horrifying numbers on GDP growth, unemployment, business closures are not likely to let up in the near term. Uh, multiple countries are in recession and eventually the whole world will fall into a deep recession. The plunge from prosperity to peril will be as swift as the switch to lockdown protocols in most countries. We cannot even rely on the data we have to reveal the speed and depth of the crisis since this is collected and updated with lags. For instance, the U.S. monthly jobs report for March collects data in the second week of March, uh, failing to capture the massive spike in unemployment claims that appears after March 12th. In the meantime, sources such as a restaurant booking website, uh, Open Table, can offer some insights into the magnitude of things. The figures below show the recent plummet in diners eating at restaurants in four countries observe a sudden stop in the entire restaurant industry by the third week of March. It does continue on, but I'm not going to go into it. Um, now, with with the closure of all these small small businesses, and uh, you know any anything that's not essential, of course people are sent home. So the unemployment numbers were were really high. People were lining up for unemployment. 
the food lines, nothing that we've ever seen since the Great Depression. And of course, we've never seen it. We only see it through on videos or um, through pictures. But uh, the poverty started, the, the stress started, the suicide started. People were at home and they started, uh, you know, they started drinking, they started doing drugs. People needed money, so they started, uh, you know, doing things that are legal. And of course, this has a, uh, this has a backlash. You know, when you have a high rate of unemployment and the economy is non-existent and people are starving, then you're going to get a reaction out of it. Which brings me to my next article. This is out of uh, SBS News headline, why the far right and militia groups are protesting coronavirus lockdowns in the U.S. Again, another news story that happened in 2020, which is again related to the the uh, shutting down of the economy. Again, I was talking about the backlash and there are more and more militias, um, militias from the left and the right that are rising. And of course, when you get the left and you get the right, it could be a recipe for, for a civil war, which could be an absolute disaster. So let me get into the article here. Um, demonstrators against lockdown measures aimed at stopping the spread of coronavirus have been taking place across the United States, where more than 43,000 people have already died due to the virus. For the past week, thousands of people, many of them uh, supporters of the United States, President Donald Trump, have taken part in protests in several states against uh, confinement measures from New Hampshire, Maryland, Pennsylvania to Texas, Michigan, and California. Demonstrators who uh, were ignoring social distancing measures and some who were armed say they want to return to work and were concerned their rights were being eradicated by draconian restrictions. While many uh, protesters have said they are part of a grassroots movement, the rallies have been attended and prompted or promoted by far-right conservative groups, militias, and conspiracy theorists. The biggest uh, anti-lockdown protest today took place in Lansing, Michigan on the 15th of April, where about 3,000 people gathered. Mr. Trump appeared in a tweet to support for demonstrators in Michigan, as well as those in Virginia, Minnesota, where corona, uh, coronavirus lockdowns were imposed by Democratic governors. Uh, Elliot Brennan a research associate at the United States Study Center said it was no surprise the fringe far-right groups were mobilizing in those states. It's no coincidence, Trump said, that the shady underworld of the far-right have singled out those places. Uh, he said, um, they're all crucial to Trump for his possible re-election in November in places where the Democrats can be made to see culpable for the afflictions people in those states are feeling as a result of the coronavirus. And again, you got the people on the left who are vaxxers, who support the mask wearing. And then you get the right who are anti-vaxxers and anti-mask. And then, of course, this creates a conflict out in the streets. Okay, it's not very productive whatsoever. If anything, it's very disastrous. It could be very disastrous. And in another article that I read, it, it did become disastrous, okay? All right, um, so I'll stop it there. There's not really much more to read about that article. I'll move on to the... Second one, huge news story. Um, again, now there was there were already protests happening, but this really ignited a whole new movement on the left. And we're talking about George Floyd, who was uh, killed, who was wrongfully killed by police. 
And of course, you can see the videos of the four cops and the one cop putting his knee on his neck, which suffocated the man, which suff suffocated Mr. Floyd, which again led to his death. And, and again, George Floyd was no angel, but let's understand the consequences of living in the system. Sometimes you have to survive. Sometimes you have to do things that are, uh, that are against the law and everybody has a right to survive. But again, the way they treated the whole situation, the way the cops treated the whole situation um, really led a lot of people to be uh, angry. And, uh, you know, there was this, uh, whole campaigns, all these campaigns that were out there to defund the police force. So let me read an article here for you. This is out of the New York Times, by the way. The Times uh, has reconstructed the death of George Floyd on May 25th. Security footage, witness videos, and official documents show how a series of actions by officers turned fatal. Uh, on May 25th, Minneapolis police officers arrested George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, after a convenience store employee called 9-11 and told the police that Mr. Floyd had bought cigarettes with a counterfeit $20 bill. Uh, 17 minutes after the first squad car arrived at the scene, Mr. Floyd was unconscious and pinned beneath the three police officers showing no signs of life. By combining videos from bystanders and security cameras, reviewing official documents, consulting experts, the New York Times reconstructed in detail the minutes leading to Mr. Floyd's death. Our video shows uh, officers taking a series of actions that violated the policies of the Minneapolis Police Department and turned fatal leaving Mr. Floyd unable to breathe, even as he and onlookers called out for help. The day after Mr. Floyd's death, the police department fired all four of the officers involved in the episode. On May 29th, the, uh, the Henny Pinn County attorney, uh, Mike Freeman, announced third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter charges against Derek Chavon. Uh, the officer seen most clearly in the witness videos pinning Mr. Floyd to the ground. Mr. Uh, Chavon, who is white, kept his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck for at least 8 minutes and 15 seconds, according to a Times analyst of time stamp video. Uh, our video investigation shows that Mr. Chavon did not remove his knee, uh, even after Mr. Floyd lost consciousness, all for a full minute and 20 seconds after paramedics arrived at the scene. And it goes on to talk about it. And of course, this is, uh, look, the police force, it's no secret that there there has been this uh, unwielding power given to the police force down in the states. They have killed people with impunity, without any uh, without any regard to any uh, policies or, or laws. We've seen that since 9/11. Actually, we've seen that since uh, Mr. Obama uh, enacted the NDAA, which again gave uh, police more and more power to do whatever they wanted. And of course, the backlash was the was the Black Lives uh, Movement. We've seen protests in Seattle. We've seen protests in Portland, in Chicago, uh, even in Portland, Maine. Uh, we've basically seen uh, certain areas in Portland where they were, they were actually even burning down the mayor's office or parliament um, or the state house. I, I don't know what they're called down there. Uh, and it's still brewing to this day. So let's uh, let's move to the next move uh, news story. And again, this is another negative news story that had a major negative impact on the American people. This is out of the uh, Ober, Oberlo. And the title is U.S. Stimulus Package 2020, Everything You Need to Know. 
Uh, on March 27th, President Donald Trump signed the, the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act. This $2 trillion U.S. stimulus package is the largest emergency relief bill in American history. The bill plans to help people, families, business, and the economy cope with the disastrous effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So how will it help? Well, this U.S. stimulus package includes one-time cash payments of up to $1,200 to Americans who qualify. In this article, we uh, demystify, demystify sorry, everything you need to know about the 2020 U.S. stimulus package and where it is, who receives it, how much they'll receive, and what to do to get it. We also specifically hit on how small businesses can receive money. Let's dive in. CARES Act is the economic stimulus package designed to help Americans affected by COVID-19 consists of more than 800 pages, 800 pages detailing how it plans to stimulate the economy and help Americans cope with the changes ravaging the country. This stimulus package allocates more than $2 trillion to different groups in society. Now get this, okay? This is where the controversy lies. $560 billion to individuals. 500 billion to large corporations, 377 billion to small businesses, 340 billion to state and local governments, 154 billion for public health, 44 billion for education and other causes. Okay, large corporations, 500 billion, and there's some that they're not even mentioning that were given out. So some people pegged this uh, this CARES Act as one of the largest uh, transfers of wealth in history. While Americans were uh, waiting for their unemployment, got a measly $1,200 check that couldn't even pay the rent in, in certain areas of the states. So this was a major fail. Let's uh, continue on here. And they bas basically, they just show you the, the breakdown of it. Uh, again, and uh, let's talk about the small businesses for a second, how they got affected by the coronavirus because they were told to shut down. Well, a lot of these businesses have now closed permanently. They will never reopen again. Uh, the ones that uh, did close uh, probably will have some some major stumbling blocks to um, to encounter. And uh, again, uh, when this is all over and, and done with, we, we don't know how the planet's going to look. So uh, I'm not going to get into the rest of it. I, I basically gave you the, uh, the the meat and potatoes of this article. And, and also let's uh, let's let's talk about the, the moratoriums. forgot about the moratoriums and the uh, the bank deferrals on mortgages. Well those are going to be uh, actually those have expired in the states as of December 31st. Um, and um, uh, I don't know how. It's going to look, I don't know how many more people are going to be homeless, but right now America's got a, a real homeless problem and it's going to get much worse in 2021. So again, you know, look, an economy is 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 built by people. People need the money. If people have money, they will spend. If people don't have money, then corporations will get richer and richer and politicians will get richer and richer. This is how it works. All right, let me move on to the next article. Here's another news headline that made waves around America. And this is called, uh, sorry, this is out of Cornell University under uh, Cornell Chronicle. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader 
Ginsburg 54 dies. Okay, I don't know if she's, I don't think she's 54 years old. Uh, maybe she's the 54th court justice, uh, Supreme Court justice judge. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, 54, whose legal career in the fight for women's rights, equal rights, and human dignity culminated with her uh, ascent to the U.S. Supreme Court and who, as an uh, octogenarian, I can't even pronounce that, sorry guys, became a cultural hero and arguably the most beloved justice in American history, uh, died September 18th in Washington, D.C. She was 87. Ginsburg died from complications of cancer, according to a statement from the Supreme Court. Ginsburg, protection of equality and the advancement of the rights of all people, particularly women, helped to transform America's society. Working at the American Civil Liberties Union in 1972, she founded the Women's Rights Project. She researched and argued six gender discrimination cases before the Supreme Court in the 70s, winning five. In 1980, President Jimmy Carter appointed Ginsburg to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. Uh, President Bill Clinton nominated her to the Supreme Court to replace retiring Justice Byron White in 1993. Republican Senator uh, Orrin Hatch of Utah has suggested Ginsburg to Clinton, as did U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno, 61, an admirer of her legal work. Hatch, considered by President Ronald Reagan for the high court, called Ginsburg a highly honest and capable jurist. Clinton interviewed Ginsburg and later said uh, he was instantly impressed, submitting her nomination to the Senate the next day. Ginsburg sailed through the Senate's confirmation. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a true hero and a giant of American uh, jurisprudence, a relentless champion of equity. She dedicated her life to innumerable Honorable cases, always fighting for what was right, said Cornell President Martha E. Polak. While the nation mourns her passing, we can find solace in the indelible imprint that she leaves on American society, on the lives of each of us who found inspiration from her actions and will carry her spirit with us long into the future. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born Joan Ruth Bader on March 15, 1933 in New York City to Celia and Nathan Bader. She grew up in Flatbush, neighborhood of Brooklyn, and graduated from James Madison High School in 1950. Her mother, Celia, died of cancer the day before Ruth's high school graduation, and Ruth missed the ceremony. Years earlier, when Ruth was a toddler, her older sister, Marilyn, observed uh, that Ruth was always kicking. Thus, Marilyn had given Ruth her lifelong nickname, Kiki. Marilyn died at age six of meningitis, uh, Bader Ginsburg's undergraduate education of Cornell from 1950 to 54 served as a strong foundation for her subsequent legal education and notable career. So I'm not going to get, I'm going to stop there. Um, I just wanted to make note of this because again, this was a huge news story and it really affected a lot of uh, American lives. And there was also a huge controversy of who was going to replace her. Uh, Mr. Trump had selected a right wing uh, I mean, uh, obviously, a right-wing um, woman, I can't remember her name now, who was going to replace uh, this lady here that passed away. So that was a huge news story in 2020. Let's move on to the second one, uh, The Independent. And this is the second lockdown, which we are in currently. This is the four-week lockdown confirmed in Boris Johnson's latest coronavirus U-turn, The Independent, of course, is a publication of uh, the UK. 
mixed with other households inside homes to be allowed, but schools and universities will remain open. And here's another thing that I wanted to point out about this whole lockdown. The absolute contradictions. Certain corporations are allowed to to remain open that are selling non-essential stuff while others uh, have to be closed where they lose money, they lose everything, and they're basically forced to bankrupt and never reopen again. Um, and again, this is something that we've been seeing throughout the whole planet. Anyways, England will enter a four-week lockdown on Thursday, shutting pubs, restaurants, and non-essential shops, pilling criticism on, on Boris Johnson for failing to act earlier when a scientist told him to do, uh, told him to. <clears throat> Anyways, this uh, uh, lockdown is affected to everybody except for maybe uh, China. Uh, I think against Sweden, there's uh, many more other countries are in lockdown currently. The fresh shutdown, which the Prime Minister repeatedly insisted would not be necessary, will also impose curbs on travel, ban households from mixing inside homes and uh, cancel church services. An exhausted-looking Mr. Johnson said the restrictions would end on the 2nd of December, was unable to say what would happen next, uh, other than to hope there would be no need to extend them. The dramatic U-turn left him scrambling to explain why he had not accepted a circuit break earlier when the SAGE advisory group recommended it, which would have been for a shorter period. He insisted the new lockdown would be far less primitive and less restrictive, but admitted, I'm afraid, from Thursday, the basic message is the same. Stay at home, protect the NHS, and save lives. So uh, we here in Ontario, here in Canada, we did have a lockdown. We, we are currently in a lockdown. The lockdown started in December, um, as it did in, in England. Started December 2nd, roughly. It was supposed to end on Boxing Day on the 26th, but then they extended it another month. And again, um, my worries are that it will be extended right till probably spring. So I don't know if people can take uh, a second lockdown uh, until spring. Again, 2021 is going to be another rough year. Uh, and uh, uh, I guess this is really going to uh, try people's patience. So we'll wait and see. I mean, we did have some, we did have, again, we had a lot of uh, rioting and we had a lot of um, uprisings happening um, in, in Beirut. Uh, we had in France with the yellow vest. We had some, uh, some things happening in, uh, in Ecuador, in uh, Bolivia. So there was a lot of unrest, um, not necessarily due, due to the lockdown. I mean, the lockdown was, was a contributing factor. But there are other um, issues that are causing all this, all these uprisings and protests. And uh, again, you're you're just, I guess you're 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 feeding more or giving more fuel to the fire, which I guess is a good thing um, in retrospect. All right, let's uh, talk about the the next news story. And look, there's a, there's tons of other news stories in 2020 that I just didn't feel were, were important. And of course, this is about uh, this is out of the New York Times. Oh, sorry, no, this is out of the New York Post. And the headline is: FDA releases detailed data on effectiveness, risks of Pfizer's COVID nineteen vaccine. Now, let me talk about the vaccine for a moment. There are a lot of medical professionals who are saying or advising not to take the vaccine. You cannot properly test a vaccine in less than ten months. Usually. These type of things need years of re research and testing. And to merely test it in less than 10 months could be very disastrous. 
Um, we've already had reports of people suffering Bell's palsy. Uh, they are having uh, anaphylactic shock uh, to the virus. Some people are showing other ailments. So we're already starting to see the impact on what the virus is having. And of course, a lot of people that I've talked to don't want to have the virus based on that information, based on the fact that uh, all vaccines need to be properly tested. So that has been a big news story and, and a very, very controversial one um, throughout the whole planet, and especially here in North America. So I mentioned uh, most of the stuff here, but uh, I, I also did want to mention a few other things. I mentioned about the whole uprisings happening, and I've, I've done a whole bunch of video series on the uprisings. I mean, I did one in Bolivia, I did one in Beirut, in Belarus, uh, France. I didn't do one in France, but there's uprisings in France. Um, there was some uprisings happening in Guatemala. Um, there's, uh, I mean, in, in the Middle East, Iran to a certain extent. There are uprisings happening everywhere, and this is something that has continued from 2019 on to 2020. And of course, when the first lockdown happened, that it basically pretty much shut down all the protesting happening around the world. Also, want to mention Chile. Chile was another country that was in in protest, but it, it seems that things have simmered down there. So all these things that are happening, uh, uh, you know, especially with the coronavirus and the economic impact and sending millions of people into poverty on an already shaky economy. Uh, 2020, I think 2021 is going to be a comeback year uh, in terms of more protesting, more anger. Uh, like I mentioned before, the, the moratoriums are going to be expiring at the end of the year. Uh, actually have expired uh, as of December 31st. Here in Canada, same thing with um, none of the, mor the moratoriums, but also the mortgage deferrals. Those are going to be expiring or have expired. So now we're going to start seeing the backlash of that in the next coming months. So, you know, everybody just, you know, brace for impact. All I can really say is, is that, look, we, we've tried politics. We've tried representative democracy more so in the States than here. It has failed miserably. And we really need to, uh, we need to change our course. We need to change our course for more sovereignty, for more self-governance. We can ha still have these people in, in Parliament or, or in the White House or in Congress, but they can only be um, representatives. Uh, they can only be administrators at, at best. So these are things that we have to discuss. These are things that we have to uh, teach other people if we're going to move in the right direction, if we're going to save this economy, if we're going to save humanity, for all that matter. We need to evolve, and we haven't in the last 100 or 200 years. All right, guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed that year in review. Uh, again, come follow us on Spotify uh, or Anchor FM under the name Storm is Here. Also follow us on YouTube uh, under the same name Storm is Here. And until next time, guys, let's hope that 2021 is going to be a great year for all of us. Take care.